Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Banging Body beautiful advertisement voice you have tell that wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) welcome to this week's episode of curious conversations with tully and sarah how are you sarah i'm really good we survived another snap five day lockdown crazy we did it was actually not that bad it was only five days friday to thursday and i'm sure you were stuck in the garden on the mower while i was i don't know what i was doing it's 100% what I was doing. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But this week's episode, we have, who do we have on today? Sarah Holloway, who is now known as Sarah Davidson, also known as Spoonful. Yeah. <laughs> Spoonful Sarah. So we had Sarah on uh, a podcast. So she obviously has a podcast called Seize the Yay, which is an amazing podcast. And we kind of collaborated with her. Yeah, she also, she's a published author. Yeah, she she has started up Matcha Maiden with her husband, Nick. Yes. <laughs> Um, what else has she got? She's got those she's flip formal, books. Yeah, she was a former lawyer. I mean, she's done a lot of things. And Sarah and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago on Instagram about just how we've been dealing with the start of the year. We're both kind of dealing with anxiety. We had no motivation to, you know, start work. And it sparked up an interest for us to do an episode on it. So, yeah. We had her on and what did we speak about? We spoke about a lot of things. Actually, a lot of life bangers, really. Yeah, it was a really nice, open conversation. We spoke about her previous life as a lawyer and what it's like now in kind of a more social role. Yeah. And I think it's a really nice chat. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to listen to the episode. Obviously, we recorded it two weeks ago. So, bloody excited to re-listen to it. How excited? very excited. I've said that about a million times. Don't know if you guys know, but I'm excited for this week's episode. So yeah, it was a really good episode and yeah, I'm excited. I hope you <laughs> enjoy. Is that what you say? No! Listen, subscribe with all your friends. I hope you like, subscribe oh. and share with all your friends. That's it. Bye. And we're done. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. You're cute. That's so cute. <laughs> Every time we walk into a room, it's like, Sarah. Sarah. Double the Sarah, double the oh, fun. No, oh. no. Oh, that's true. Uh, how are you? Really good to see you guys. It's, it's been so a hot minute. Nice. A hot minute. Yeah, like maybe a year and a half. It has. It's been, I, like I said, I cannot remember the last time I saw you. I don't even know. Like I actually can't. Yeah. When would it have even been? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I can't been... what I ate for breakfast. Yeah, so there has... not I gonna... Do you know what? I think it has to be before your and Nick's wedding. Stop it. Yeah, I really think Wait, so, so. that's over a year. I don't yeah, think I've seen you. End of 2019. No, I think I've seen you because I remember saying congratulations to you. Oh, are you sure it wasn't like on Instagram? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> no, maybe Sarah's... Sorry, maybe Pacini is right. Maybe you're going to have to call me Pacini. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I just realised that. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, well, that's can just crazy. Call us there and see who answers. That could be a fun game. That could be fun. So what's up? Welcome to Curious Conversations. Oh, guys, it's such a pleasure. I'm so proud. Well, I haven't seen you guys since you like entered podcast world. I know. Welcome to the I club. Know. Thank it's the you. best. Thank you. It is fun. Well, we were super excited because we wanted to have you on for a while, but we never really wanted to do like an interview kind of vibe. Mm. We kind of want it to be like conversational. Um, a lot has happened in the last I year. Know. 2020 which I each week I say I'm never saying 2020 again, but it just seems it just to come comes up. out. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, but how is your podcast going? 
Really well. It's been really good. But I think like, well, firstly, one of the things I love about you guys so much is that no matter how long it's mm-hmm. been since I saw you last, it always just goes back to the same. And those are the friendships that you're like, fuck yes, this yeah. is so good. No bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah. just so easy. And the fact that we've been chatting for like an hour before we started recording <laughs> is like <laughs> a testament to that. But um, I think the other thing is like even when we aren't seeing each other, Tull, you and I had a like random mm-hmm. Instagram conversation the other day about how we love what we do and it's we're so privileged to have kept a lot of our work Mm -hmm. like all of us have been able to keep working our businesses have kind of stayed afloat for the last year even though a lot of people have had really tough times Uh, on one hand you're so grateful for that and on the other there's still this weird sense of uncertainty being unsettled a bit disgruntled and I think even the most positive among us, like Mm -hmm. everything I do is yay and I'm so, like I do genuinely have so many moments where I'm doing the podcast or doing something really yay focused and I'm so excited about life. But I feel like there's more uncertainty in between those moments than there ever has been before Mm -hmm. and I've never found it this hard to start a year. Yeah. Like I'm still resisting being in the year. (laughs) It's fair but I'm like I don't feel like I'm in this properly. No, I get that and you're like such a positive person and we were, we had a um, Pasini. We had a conversation <laughs> on, Sarah and I had a conversation on Instagram and exactly what you just said, it's so hard, like positive people, business owners, you always start the year with a bang, mm. but this year has been so hard. Um, and how have you, Sarah, have you felt this year being hard? Cause I know Sarah and I have. I really have. A spoonful <laughs> and I. Yeah, Sorry. It's going to be <laughs> It's just going to be confusing. <laughs> I've, I'm really finding it hard to get in a rhythm. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Yeah. It's hard to get in a rhythm because everything, what you were just saying, everything is so uncertain, like especially here in Melbourne. And this is half of my problem of how I felt so unsettled. I'm such a control freak and having Mm. control taken away from me last year was a massive lesson. So this year I've kind of gone into the year, like anything, like we have one little outbreak, I automatically freak out and think Mm. we're going back into lockdown. And I feel like for me, I can't plan things. And we've had one person say to us, you just, this year, you're just going to have to go with the flow because you can't plan things, but that's not who I am. I'm such a planner. So it's hard. Yeah, totally. I think the other thing that's happened is sometimes like one of the most amazing things and silver linings that came out of last year for all of us, I think, is being able to take a bird's eye view of what your habits Mm -hmm. are and like how you operate best, how you operate worst, what are the tough things. And we're all like sitting on these revelations, like, okay, I'm ready to implement what I know about myself, but it's still not back to normal Mm -hmm. for you to do that. So you're like, okay, I've realized all this stuff and now I can't do anything with it. So I'm just floating in like space and waiting for life to resume. Yeah. Maybe you're still learning, sir. Well, I think like sitting in this discomfort is something that I think all of, all three of us Mm -hmm. are pretty good at getting out of the comfort zone, analyzing ourselves and seeing like how to push yourself beyond what's normal and habit. But even for people who are used to it, it's been so much longer than it ever is. Like the chapter has been over a year now, whereas usually it's like a tough few months and then you have a revelation and then you go into cruise mode and that happens again. And I think the other thing is as well that I kind of went the other way in being exactly the same as you tell, like having a a real control freak attitude. Mm -hmm. And last year was so liberating because no one could control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of let myself for the first time ever have no real goals, no uh-huh. attachments to timelines. Like I'm always yeah. so conscious of how many months away I am from something. Yeah. And I just let it all go and it was so wonderful to live moment to moment and not have pressure on yourself mm-hmm. all the time to be goal to goal. But then you go too far that then when I wanted to come back into a productive year, I just can't start because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm surrendered. Like nothing's going to get done this year. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. So do you feel like now we're like February? Do you feel like you're in that mojo or do you still feel the same and be honest? Yeah, absolutely. Still pushing yeah. up against that yeah. like every day. Mm-hmm. I'm excited when I wake up and I'm like, okay, fresh start. And mm-hmm. then that, I can't even explain it. It's like a, like a resistance. Like you're just mm-hmm. pushing up against something. Like you've got excitement you've got some kind of purpose and direction and especially when you love what you do it makes it like there's definitely an element of passion that I'm sure other people are struggling with even more so if they Mm -hmm. don't love what they do Mm -hmm. but I think because it feels like you're not going forward or you're not going anywhere you're just treading water and all 
the whole past five years for me has been learning not to tread water and yeah. not to be busy on the spot. Like if you're going to be on the spot, you might as well be resting. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're busy, it has to be forward. It yeah. can't just be like busy for the sake. And I feel like I'm busy for the sake. I'm just okay, busy because yeah, yeah. we should all be busy because yeah. like what else are we going to do while the time passes? It's like what I was saying the other day. I'm finding, and I think this was our conversation when we were talking as well, um, I'm finding, especially on weekends, when I don't have anything on, I feel like I need to be busy and I feel like I need to be doing stuff because I feel like I'm wasting time or wasting away life. It's the weirdest feeling. And mm. then that's when my anxiety comes in. Yes. And then that's what we were talking about. Sarah Pacini doesn't really struggle with anxiety at all. So she doesn't know that feeling of like that just feeling really unsafe. I can't even describe anxiety because it can come in different ways. Mm. But you were saying you were dealing with anxiety as well, but not for, was it for that same reason or just because you felt like you couldn't start the year? I probably putting pressure on yourself. Yeah, I think it's a combination. So I think anxiety is like a misnomer. I think it makes people who don't experience it think, like equate it with feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. And feeling anxious is such a normal part of your daily emotional spectrum and everyone knows what that feels like. And I think people who haven't experienced anxiety think it's just feeling anxious but for a lot of time. Yeah, you're right. And it's actually not really that close at all. Mm -hmm. For me anyway, it Mm -hmm. manifests as physiological, like clenched stomach. Can't breathe. My breathing changes. If it's really bad, if I have like an actual anxiety attack, my arms go numb, my throat closes, like I've called the ambulance before. Yeah, it's scary. And you just, like when someone tells you that's anxiety, you're like, oh, but I didn't feel anxious about anything. I wasn't stressed. Like my brain was fine. And they're like, no, it's a physiological thing. So I, I don't think that they shouldn't be equated the way that they no, are because it makes you misunderstand it. Yeah. I was going to ask, last year being you were saying that you learnt to relax more and things like that. I think you were one of our friends that suffered from adrenal fatigue, weren't you? Mm. How did that go last year? Did that recover? Yeah, that's a really good question. You would think with all those revelations it got better, yeah. which it did for a good chunk of time. And then I think it clocked over into... Because your normal habits that we've people with adrenal fatigue have to end up being so strict about managing their energy mm-hmm. to just not end up relapsing, or I do anyway, because yeah. I'm so prone to doing the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so in denial about having limits. Like, it's so rude. <laughs> but I think, like, because you spend so long building out the habits in your week that are good for you, mm. that then suddenly when a year randomly happens where you can't do any of them mm-hmm. and you've never learned to replace them because you've only just spent five no. years figuring out how yeah. to do it the first time, for us it's, you know, getting out on the road and going to the country mm-hmm. and, like, not having our phones for even just two days of a weekend. Yeah. But for so long we couldn't go more than 5K. Yes, yeah. true. So our normal way of managing or my normal way of managing that energy flow, even though I was surrendering and resting more, then on the weekends where I have a strict no work, very little digital energy because I can't Mm -hmm. do it if I do seven days, I just would start working because I'm like, well, we can't go anywhere. I might as well be productive. Like I'm sitting at home, Nick's on his laptop and Mm. so I might as well be on my laptop. So it started really well and then towards the end of the year my book came out as Mm -hmm. well and that was a really – that probably added the first concept of time to the year. Like Mm -hmm. suddenly I went from – whoa, April to like July or August was just kind of free. Yeah. And then September 1 was like, book is out. How many have you sold this week? Like Mm -hmm. suddenly a concept of like tracking and measuring life came back in. Did you obsess over it? Obsessed. Yeah. And obsessed with counteracting the fact that it came out without bookstores open. So I was like, I'm going to go hard digital because like that's the only way I can do anything. And so I think it I had a really good balance up till then. Then I just lost all f- sense of boundaries and it went too far the other way because all you can be is productive because yes. you're just like at home on your laptop. You can't go to the movies. You can't go out for dinner. We didn't have date night. Mm-hmm. And so then I think it got like it went from being better for adrenal fatigue to much worse. And I only realised that over Christmas where I was like, I don't think I've t- had a day off for like two years because we wrote the book, I, well, I wrote the book in what would normally be Christmas and New Year last year, mm-hmm. and then the whole year we didn't have any travel. Like you guys are the same. Yeah. We take out the like twenty four seven ness of our working time on like 
big holidays. Holidays, yeah. You look forward to a big, yeah, it's true. And it sounds so first world problem. <laughs> saying this, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, because you're like, like, ew. We you sound like just, idiots. Yeah, you can't say, I didn't have my year of holiday yeah. this year, but it's the only way that you let yourself mm-hmm. actually disconnect properly if it's the first week of a holiday is like anxious anyway. Yeah. So you have to have at least a week to let your brain get into holiday mm-hmm. mode and then the healing only happens in like week two and three. Yeah. But here we're grabbing like, one day's road trip for 20Ks and like half a day outside in your own yard. Mm -hmm. And so we just lost the whole concept of like looking after yourself. And then because you're at home all the time, you kind of think, well, I'm not really expending energy on my home, but you're working the whole time. So you you are. So your whole like my whole understanding of what to do with my own body and mind just went blah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're still in the process of that too though because Tal and I travelled last week and then there was an outbreak here, one case here, and then I was like, I'm not testing again. I'm not going through that. So there's like kind of like you cannot travel, you cannot do anything without a sense of freedom or relief. Yeah, and it's like stressful. Yeah. Like I was saying to Sarah before, I'm going to Sydney tomorrow and then I get this message from Qantas like make sure you check your green red zones, apply for a permit, do this, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Like I'm going on the weekend. Yeah. And I had – I'm coming back on Monday – and I had to make sure that, like, I didn't book anything until Wednesday in case. Like, exactly. yeah. you just have this sense of, like, what if something changes 100%. while I'm there? And then I was thinking about, I'm like, the stress of being in Sydney and then, like, oh, they're closing the borders at 12 p.m. And then you got to rush back. <laughs> it's like, I'm already, like, thinking this in my head. And, I'm, and I was thinking, you're not before, even there yet. No. And I was thinking, for Tully, you're manifesting this. Stop thinking about it. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, it is. And we're always. And like we were saying before, like last year, even when you are at home and we're business owners, we're always thinking about business. But when you're on holiday, you are doing activities, you're like doing things and you do kind of Mm. switch off. Yeah. So even if you might have had a Sunday off like this year or last year, you kind of technically haven't really because we're still kind of thinking about work Monday. Like, Mm. do you know what I mean? Do you think last year not having goals and like you were saying before, it was much easier because you knew everyone was in the same boat absolutely I think a lot of like crazy a-type productivity addicts Mm -hmm. found the mass acceptance of a slower pace yeah like the first time they'd ever had permission Mm. to not try and keep up yeah but I think then what happened is we all like channeled our competitiveness into what's the like pivot that we can do. That was the word. That was the word. Yeah, which is amazing. Like it's so great that there are so many businesses and people that in their lives pivoted in some way and like the stories are just so heartwarming. But at the same time then it almost became like a pivot competition. Mm -hmm. And so if you hadn't done a pivot to do like a pandemic podcast Mm -hmm. or like if you were a physical business, like go online and do some crazy like program, if you didn't launch something in ISO, I think it made you feel crap that you hadn't done your pivot. So then we all suddenly got like productivity pressure around the pivot. And then I found that like, if I wasn't doing an IGTV or like a live per week or like oh my God, something, I know. you know, because everyone was All the doing lives. it. I was like, no more. It was awesome that yeah, we could do it. Was it was great. But then it became like a pressure yeah. where we had only just allowed ourselves to enjoy that there was no pressure. Yeah. I, actually, now that I'm thinking about it and like the lives and all that kind of stuff, for that first period of lockdown, let's say March, April, May, when everyone was in lockdown, I think about it now, I'm like, that was kind of cool. The like, whole world. The whole world. Yeah. Like there was heaps of lives that always pop up, like this person's live and you're like, Concerts, oh, remember? Like Shawn Mendes yeah, and people like that doing yeah, concerts yeah, online. Yeah. Like all these things. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think about it and I'm like, fuck, that was kind of cool. Like I enjoyed the first like two months. Yeah. And then I was like, well, but going back to what you were saying about um, everyone in the same boat, I don't know if you felt like this, but obviously Melbourne were way behind the rest of the world, the rest of Australia. When Melbourne was still in lockdown and let's just say our competitors in New South Wales, Queensland, did you feel pressure there or you were just like, nah, um, I'm in Melbourne, like this is just what we do? I think I got really strict with myself by then on there's a whole chapter in the CZA book about blinkering mm-hmm. and how like if you are prone to comparison or anxiety mm-hmm. or pressure on yourself around what you're not doing, mm-hmm. if you know it's impossible for you to do anything different, then there's no point looking anywhere else. Yeah. It's just going to make you feel crap. Yeah. If it's going to motivate you to do something that you could change, that's different. Mm-hmm. But I think I really got strict around not 
following as closely people who lived in Sydney yeah. and Queensland Did who were at the beach. People? I didn't actually mute anyone. I think I just generally wasn't on my phone as yeah. much. I was consciously trying to, uh, like, I think that's when Nick and I started doing a lot of house renos. Yeah. Like we just painted all day. Yeah. yeah, because you can't be on your phone and painting. Yeah. You have something nice to show at the end of it. You have to a chat sense of to each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like productive but it's not on, yeah. like it's not mentally stimulating. And so it was almost mind-numbing. Like for yeah. days and days we just, and we'd do like half a wall so it would make us finish the other half mm-hmm. so you couldn't just do it for one day and then get back on your phone. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was hard but because I tried really hard to like filter that all out. Yeah. And I also think I'm such a person of extremes. Like as soon as I give myself permission, I can turn off. It's mm-hmm. just the giving of permission that's really hard. Yeah. So once I like was resigned to Victoria just being like, this is us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't be in Sydney, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like I knew they were all at the beach, but accepting yeah. it is what it is. So, I had a lot of Sydney friends say like, oh, if you're really bad posting, I'm like, mate, I don't care. Yeah. Like yeah. if you didn't go to the beach because you felt bad for Victorians, we'd be like, you moron. Yeah. You I'd have going, a beach. Go I'd for all of us. Yeah. yeah. I had to mute so many people because it was affecting me. Yeah. Not that I was comparing myself. I was just like, I, it was, I don't know. just Triggering. A, it was triggering. Yeah. Word. And yeah. it highlights your situation yeah. when it's yeah. contrasted yeah, with others. Exactly. Whereas when everyone is in it, you're like, it wasn't okay. that bad. It was kind of, oh, they're making banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> that looks more yeah. moist than my banana yeah. bread. <laughs> I'm just Give like, me some tips. Yeah. Like everyone was just doing the same, like wearing tie-dye, like kind you, of cool now that I think about it. You just mentioned pressure and a special chapter in your book and just sitting here I was thinking, I wonder if Sarah's pressure is an internal pressure or a lot is external and trying to, the old saying, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, that's a great question, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I do come in with a hard Yeah, she does. <laughs> I'm like very, yeah. like, formulated yeah. this amazing question. <laughs> um, I think after a lot of years of, like, thinking about that exact thing, mm. mine is so internal. Is it? Is it? And I think that's more of a problem. Yep. 100% because it's with you 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it was external, you could just, like, put up walls yeah. to prevent the you things that trigger you. Pre- project things yeah yeah and like it it, if it's external it is incessant but it you can put up your own walls around that to kind of slow it down Mm -hmm. or if you just wanted to be like a recluse and stay inside you'd be fine whereas I think if I was inside being a recluse I would still be like how do I make a business out of this situation like how do I build houses for a living like everything would be like how do I create something out of nothing and interestingly Nick is way more the opposite so it's been I think we've both understood ourselves more by seeing how yeah. each other is. Yeah. But because his is so external and his business, like his industry, everyone has gone online. So everyone needs him like mm-hmm. urgently and quickly and their livelihood depends on it. It's meant that when I was kind of surrendering and was like, we're all going to be a bit slower mm-hmm. and that's fine and my internal meter went, you can chill right yeah. now, his went Everyone is asking stuff for me all the time. He couldn't put any boundaries in. Yeah. And because there was also like an emotional story behind it of like someone's lost their livelihood or whatever, he just couldn't make space. I never thought about that with Nick. Yeah. Shit. It's really interesting. And I think being so much more around each other, like we worked together before, but we would, the way that we made it work was we had like different daytime mm-hmm. schedules and then we come together and do our together stuff mm-hmm. in the afternoon but now working so closely you see each other's habits and mm-hmm. motivations and demotivations much more closely yeah and I was like I like watching how we rest if we ever rest mm-hmm. and what turns our motivation on and off and like how yeah. you know it just was fascinating far out you're a better team now because yeah. of it. Such yeah. a better team. So, if, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, he knows what to do to pick you up and re- roles reverse. Yeah. But we also huh. know we used to look for each other's triggers as if they were the same. Yeah. Mm. So we'd, like, misinterpret a lot of the time what was happening. And now we know, like, it's not even in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. We have to learn, like, a new language yeah. of figuring out when, like, I find when I have a lot of external pressure, if it's not working for me, I'm able to go, look, guys, 
uh, my internal stuff is not good right now, mm. you know, whereas he's the opposite. His internal stuff can be blowing off the charts. But if people are asking. Oh, of course. Yes. But then in the reverse situation, like I don't even know what the reverse is, but, you know, like mm. we're, we're better now at knowing not to expect the same behaviours from each other yeah. and thinking it's the same situation. It's so interesting. Sarah! Your skin is glowing today. Thank you very much. I got a little bit sun-kissed yesterday. And what have you been doing for hydration? I threw a little bit of banging body on it last night while I was doing my facial routine because I find that is the cream that sinks in the most and just makes my skin feel really hydrated and gets rid of a few wrinkles at that time too. Like a free Botox session. I know, saves me me a few hundred bucks too. (laughs) I love that. If you guys want to shop the Banging Body range, you can head to www.bangingbody.com and purchase our favourite product, which is the OG Firming Lotion. That's what I love. Yeah. And you can use our code CURIOUS10 at checkout for a cheeky discount. How do you use your firming lotion? Well, I love the firming lotion for my butt and my thighs. I've said that before. And I've also been loving the Illuminator, which I use as a primer. For my skin and because I don't want to wear too much makeup this summer, I've been using it just on my cheekbones and a little bit on the tip of my nose for a oh, bit of glow. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a trick for you. And I also got one of those key things which rolls. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. I got everything out the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the tube. They only just sent me one of those a couple of months ago and it's life-changing. Yep. I um, saved a few squeezes in there and I was like, yes, winning. Yeah, it's the best. So if you guys want to shop Banging Body, head to bangingbody.com. Did you guys find that with each other? Um, Tal went away. I Yeah, I went on holidays. <laughs> um, no, I went back to the country for half the Carter. lockdown. So yeah. um, I was – Tal was really resistant and she gets frustrated by me when I say to her, hey, like just chill for a bit, maybe look at this a different way. Mm. Her immediate reaction is always defensive and to bite back. But mm. I think – You've changed that a lot. Yeah, like in the initial process of yep. all that, like I was 100% so frustrated. Like I said, I'm a control freak, having mm. that taken away from you and stuff. And if I, I try and suggest something, it's like, whoa. Yeah, like, I, yeah, because it just, I'm going to throw this at you from yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But I did half the lockdown back home in the country because yeah. I was struggling so much here because I live alone as well. I, I was dealing with like weird like anxiety, like just weird things that was happening and just stuff that I'd gone through in the past that came back up that I was like, fuck, I thought I dealt with that. Mm. What the hell? And you really have to sit with all your thoughts. And I was like, my mum and dad are like, I think you should come back. <laughs> like, I think you should come back home. Like, I don't think it's healthy for you to be alone. Yeah. And from someone that suffered from, you know, mental illness, depression, stuff in the past, I could feel myself slipping back to things that I used to do. And I was like, whoa. So then I went to the doctor and got like a doctor's certificate and went home. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. But I do think I'm a lot more patient and accepting and I want to know now, what do you reckon? I don't know. You're not a, so reactive, no, definitely. You, you're you, she's a lot calmer. Yeah. Because I've learned mm. that we actually because you have control. to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like totally. things like we could get in lockdown tomorrow and we just have to be mm, like what you say, say la vie. like yeah. it's just we can't do anything about it, you know. How do you guys this is fascinating to me that one of you has quite acute anxiety mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't really experience it experience it that's fascinating to yeah. me how do you guys make that work oh. like navigating around each other's totally different yeah. perspective on things I don't know what would you say I'll give an example okay I love an example <laughs> Be careful with what I know I was like okay <laughs> I'm just gonna move my out. chair <laughs> no this is coming back from the Gold Coast on oh. the weekend Oh. <laughs> oh, I get like anxiety in the weirdest situations. I hate being late and I hate like, anyway, keep going. And I got it. Like we were running late to the airport. I had to jump out. Tal was going to go fill up the hire car and get a phone call and she's like, can't find where to put the no, petrol wait, in. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> when we're in the car, I was preparing myself. I'm like, Sarah, you're getting out of the car. I mean, I'm awful with cars. Like okay. I don't know where the fucking thing is to open the petrol pump oh, i was yeah. like sarah what side is yeah, it i'm like driving i'm like sarah can you just tell me how to open the petrol pump petrol thing and you're like oh it's one of the cars you just push it in or pop out i'm like okay great <laughs> got that i'm like okay and do you need my like what else do you need like i'm preparing myself because yeah. i knew we we're in a rush 
And then I get the petrol station and you don't just pop it out. There's a button in the car and I couldn't find it. Oh, Look, no. And the girl was also yelling at me on the loudspeaker to get off the phone. I was like, oh, so I'm So pressure sweating. is not your idea. No. Yeah, okay. And things weren't working out. Even with me trying to check in, it wasn't working out. I was like, tell, it's okay. And I was like, look, don't fill it up. We'll just pay the extra we have to. It's okay. We'll be yeah. okay. Like life's too short. Yeah. We'll remake the money. Like, like, it's whatever. all right. And it's I'm right. like panicking. And then. And she's just so chill. <laughs> Card's not working. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, I'm in a petrol station, the lake's yelling at me. Where the fuck's the petrol yeah, pump? We button? actually get this question quite a lot because even out to dinner the other night, people were like, You are you guys are so different. How does it work? But that's On, why it yeah, works. Yeah, maybe. It's the best. So, and we all we went through security, still mm. things didn't go right. Oh, the no, podcast equipment and they pulled the stuff <laughs> apart. They'll be like, no, I go through. It's like Beep, 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 beep. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? I'm sweating. I'm like already in a rush. I'm like, yes, sir. It's like having like, a meltdown on the yeah, ground. Yeah. He's like, um, I think it might be your jewellery. And I'm like, okay. So I take one off, go through. It's like beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, fucking hell. I try to take off the next necklace. I'm shaking. And I'm like, seriously, not undoing. I need you to help me undo. Take it off. Beep, 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 beep. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding? I take one more. Um, he's like, I think it's your bracelet. I'm like, oh, my God, if you see how much jewellery I've got on, take it off. And he's like, okay, good to go. I get to the thing. And he's like, whose suitcase is this? Sarah's like, it's Tully's. I'm like, it's both of ours. I said, excuse me, it's both of ours. I'm like, it's so annoying. Anyway, then he's like, I'm packing the bloody podcast stuff. So I'm going to put this through. He's like, what's this? And I'm like, microphone and I'm looking at the clock I'm like we're gonna be late anyway and it was just stressful I'm not good at situations like yeah. she's really not and look I knew my heart okay. was racing I was sweating and I was shaking I'm yeah like, physiological hey. reaction yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I've learned over many years traveling with Tal don't walk away be there because if I walk away she'll yell at me so okay. just stand with her support her yeah, but can yeah. we just explain why that happened because when we're in America I got pulled up and she fucked off downstairs to go to get the luggage and they pulled me in this little room I'm like <gasps> I'm like I'm traveling with someone else <laughs> where is she I don't even know, know. <laughs> oh, that's why I've left and so no we sat down and she's sitting there and I said I'm like I can see I can see when she's anxious yeah and I'm like I said I was anxious a million times. I said, are you okay? And she's like, my heart is still racing. I said, is there anything I can do for you? And she's like, no. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's all I can, like, I can. And And then I get annoyed because I'm like, why are you so calm? Yeah, yeah. Why are you not a crazy person? But that I can't do anything more than say that. And it also kind of annoys me. It, It annoys me that she's so calm. Sorry, it does. But it also it annoys me. Don't ask me too many questions. Yeah, I know and that's that. why oh, she does it. Yeah. Like, how can she, I help you? Yeah, the more she asks, the more I ask once. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I've learned. Yeah. But do you know what's the best thing? And this is like one of the things from doing my podcast that I found has been so fascinating and amazing and has actually changed my relationship to everyone is that that whole idea that we all have different love languages and we're all yeah. just totally different people and like, People who are opposites, if they find that their gaps can all, like not automatically with a lot of work and a lot of years, but if you find that your gaps can like fit each other's gaps, it's so amazing. Yeah, that's true. Because you like you expand your whole world by being around someone who's not the same Mm -hmm. as you. If you can make it work, it means that both of you have double the experience. Yeah. And it's it's like even just listening to you now, I'm like I'm sure it took you and it's the same as Nick and I. Like it took us a decade to get here. Mm -hmm. But then when you're there and you're still working on it all the time, Mm -hmm. but the way that you're different exposes you to something that you would not otherwise have to be forced to confront. And then just it makes you patient because you learn like your love language is like how do I fix it? How do I help you? How do I care? And like you're saying that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So you learn to like temper it. It's like all just a jigsaw puzzle that you're just figuring it out. And I love that. Some would say we're like a married couple. I would definitely say yeah. like a married Bill couple. Yeah, Bill said that the other day. He's like, where's your wife? And I'm like, shut up. Well, well, don't people say like having a business partner, you have to choose more wisely than your yeah, husband? Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And mine, I just time. did both. So yeah. I yeah, you're <laughs> just made it doubly as hard. Yeah, but it's also kind of beautiful as well. Like, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it but, is. I mean, it wasn't beautiful. It gets beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you well, grow into time, the beautiful. 100%. <laughs> but what you just said, in my head, I'm like, yeah, but people really have to have a self-awareness and want oh, to explore. for sure. Oh, that's true. But we're very self-aware. Yeah, but how do people want to explore who they are and who their friends or partners are? How did you do it with Nick? Yeah, I, I think it's you only really realise when it doesn't go well. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, do sure. I have the will? Or do I care enough 
to fix it mm. or am I just going to walk away? And I think a lot of people's, like, too hard basket threshold is really low. Yeah. And, like, our distress tolerance is just, like, or it's that the good times make you want to work harder for it and so you get a self-awareness because you're like, I have to to make this work. Yeah. But it also I think you have to start with ingredients that are, like, mildly compatible. Yeah. I'm sure we all know someone that we're like, it would never work. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. with all my self-work, <laughs> all my crazy, all the psychologists wouldn't work. But, yeah, I think, like, you you know early on if you could make it work mm. and then you just, like, commit to it. Yeah. Um, we had a question. This is kind of off topic, but we Sarah had this question. Do you want to ask it about the lawyer and – Oh, yeah. Because I, I actually was like, oh, that's a really good question. I would like to know that. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm driving, not stealing your question. <laughs> I, was just, I was driving and I thought, I wonder the pressure that Sarah feels now. Does she ever wish she was still a lawyer? Ooh. Like it, or it, what, it, how different is the pressure? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love reflecting on questions like this. So different. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because remembering the law me, mm-hmm. I had none of the experience I have now. Mm. Whereas now I like now that I'm the other me, I can reflect on both yeah. better. So yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of unfair because law me didn't know any of this stuff. But I think back then I attached my like way that I measured life and I attached value to such different things like promotions, like prestige, Mm -hmm. um, intellect was really valued. And that was, it was, it's an amazing place to be where you're measured by your brain. Mm -hmm. And I only actually reflected on this the other day that it's, I didn't notice I'd made a transition, but I've made a transition into being, it matters what you look like Mm. and your visual life Mm -hmm. is important. Whereas in my corporate career, like, no one gave a shit what you look really? like. If you did your job, like, it just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You, no one sees you most of the time anyway. Almost everything is... Your brains were more Your important. brain, yeah. It's yeah. like if you don't give your 100% intellectual output, you're you're absolutely measured mm-hmm. on the quality of your work. And, yeah. like... What's harder to maintain, your personal or your intellect? I think um, intellect was so much more straightforward Mm -hmm. because we were all hired for one thing. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot more simple. It was like you are here to use your brain in the way that you've been trained to use your brain. Your metrics are clear. When you get a promotion is clear. What year you're in, even like first year, second year, third year, like everything is very structured Mm -hmm. and for a control freak, it's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. that part of that world I thrived in. Mm -hmm. What I started to realise I wasn't thriving in was that the bait that they hold out for you is the promotions, the bonuses yeah. and the hours and stuff. And I, as much as I adopted those metrics, I didn't actually care about them yeah. fundamentally. Mm-hmm. And like after a few years, the novelty wears off, you start to realise, oh, like am I, I don't, I've never measured things based on money, for example. Mm-hmm. It's important. I love to be secure and I love yeah. the things it allows, but I've never gone oh, I only make this much so my value is less than that person. Like it's never gone even into my brain. But everything's monetary. Mm -hmm. Bonuses are monetary. The deals that you're on and how much they're worth and the biggest deal you've worked on, like that's everything. And you could turn up in a sack and they'd just be like, well, did you close the deal? Yeah. Yeah. And if you did, they're like, you're the most clever person in the world. Yeah. Um, So I loved the intellectual ranking because it makes you always better yourself and always like learn I didn't like the monetary equivalency of that because I was like, I don't care about that. Um, what I think is bad for and this is so interesting, I've only realised this recently too, what I think is not great for the combination of my personality with business is that even though law is all-consuming and long hours, there's a line where you're like, I've closed this deal, yep. I get two days off yeah. or I'm sick, I get annual leave, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I make this bonus, I get this thing. Like it's it's so clear when to switch on and off, even yeah. though on is a lot of the time, off is off, off. Mm-hmm. Like hand my files over, even when I left the firm. Yeah, it was when you like, leave the office. Yeah, you just like off. pack all your stuff up and go on annual leave mm-hmm. and you pass everything over to someone else mm-hmm. and they just do it. Mm-hmm. Going into a world where everything is possible mm-hmm. is exciting, but it's so bad for someone who like has no limits yeah. and like doesn't know how to put them in themselves because mm-hmm. then – the pressure before, no one would ever call a lawyer lazy, but I look back and think I was lazy. Oh, really? Because I just coasted. Yeah. I knew what I was doing. You could literally. It was easy. It wasn't easy. There were hard moments, but you could sit back and trust that everyone in society thought you were doing something worthy mm-hmm. and you could really not work that hard. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you could work hard, but like just hit 
what you're supposed to and, like, you didn't need to push yourself any further than that yeah. because you're still a lawyer and you're still fancy and you're still doing stuff and, like, to me that was not lazy me but I wasn't extending myself that mm-hmm. much. Like, I was the learning curve was really steep and then it just went to slowly yeah. incremental and it was just like I'm, I can predict what I'll learn each year until I'm 40 yeah. or 50. Because I suppose like on the other side there's like so many challenges with business yeah. that are kind of like we call it the roller coaster. Mm. You know, I suppose you wouldn't really, I mean you get challenges in like law but not those challenges that are like fucking exciting. Yeah. Like I find business challenges as much as they can stress you out so much but at the end of the day, you're always like, it's going to be okay, but it's kind of exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. And you don't get that. Like you do in terms of like when a deal is really of escalating course. and then you have the champagnes popping mm. and you've done it. But like the problem with me is I'm not competitive for that challenge because mm-hmm. I'm like a billion dollars, billion and a half. Yeah. Like it's not my money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't excite me. So mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Yeah. And then as soon as I switched to business and everything was like a new like it's almost like even though you're a business person, mm-hmm. every new thing that you make, every new product you make, yeah. every new design is actually like a whole new business. Of it's course. like a whole new product. Yeah. So anytime you're doing anything is a whole new jump. It's like a new launch, new this. Yeah. This. Like, yeah, it's n- true. You never get comfortable. You're mm-hmm. never just like, I know what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. I know someone's hired me for this specific defined role. I turn up, I do it, and I leave when I'm finished. Mm-hmm. There's no none of that. And so I think the pressure is higher. Mm-hmm. Because it's endless, yeah. Because it's self-driven, yeah. But also because, as a lawyer, you're valued on your title. As a business person, you're valued on how well you do. Like yeah. it's you as a person. It's like everyone is judging mm-hmm. every part of the business as you. So, I definitely feel more pressure now. And your livelihood depends on you. Like you, you never have, you have had to, to earn money yeah. before. Like you know, I just turn up. Yeah, I could literally do nothing. Yeah, and no one would really. I mean they would eventually notice. But yeah. if I just had a day where I was like, I just can't, I'll just, I'll just do Google. a few things. <laughs> yeah, like do yeah. it. Like I ran Matcha Maiden from the firm for six months yeah. and no one noticed. Yeah. Like, and I mean, also, oh, no, it's fine. Like I remember when I used to work a full-time job, I'd be like, oh, like I just can't be bothered the next two hours. But And no one notices, no, right? Like it doesn't no. matter to the fundamental no. value of the business. And also with what you were just saying as well, another thing that's so exciting that you probably wouldn't have felt this being in law is the forecasting, like forecasting new products, new mm. a book, like you've got a book out, podcasts, everything. Like that's so exciting. Kind of pivoting, I could mm. suppose. Yeah, like, yeah. Like how are you going to pivot your business to something new? And the spontaneity of like yeah. if you decide that you want to do a capsule collection with like it just say Kim Kardashian yeah. came to Australia and went, Tully, let's make yeah. this. You'd be like, I've got nothing on tomorrow. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you just throw yourself in fake it for the it next. Fake it you make it. Yeah. yeah, and that's exciting. I love operating like yeah. that. But I think the pressure, that relentless, like I thought when I first left law I was leaving this, the like conveyor beltness mm-hmm. of productivity. <laughs> I think I did leave it in terms of just being busy for no reason. Yeah. But I think I definitely got more onto it in terms of like, you need to be producing new all the time. Mm-hmm. You need to keep up with whatever you need to keep up with. You just need to keep up with the world more in business than you do. Yeah. Law is very stagnant. Like once you become a lawyer, what you're supposed to do at each year is, hasn't changed in met, like that many years. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the landscape's changing but at a glacial pace mm-hmm. compared to businesses like new, everything. Like even the platforms that we sell on change every oh, five minutes yeah. whereas nothing changes. Like no. the, if I went back into my firm now, it would be all the same. Yeah. I would pretty much just walk Slide into where I was in. before. Yeah. 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 Which is comfortable. We don't want to be so comfortable. Don't want to be comfortable, guys. So comfy. If you can learn I, anything today, don't no, be comfortable. No comfort. Yeah. And, I again, I don't look at other lawyers now and go, oh, they're so comfortable, so they're not working it. hard. I don't look at yeah. that and mm. think they're coasting or anything, mm. but I just think for me personally mm. I got very comfortable and I could have let myself slip into that forever and just got to a partner and been like, didn't do much. Yeah, but, it's not fulfilling uh, as much as what business is. Yeah, unless you unless you are the person who suits having a really defined role yeah. and not being like it's a distraction to do your own banking and mm. HR and socials and PR and we love that because mm-hmm, we love yeah. the challenge. But some people like it's distracts them, yeah. and yeah. they're so much better. Like one of our really good friends, Laz. Do you guys know Laz? Mm-mm. So he um, is one of the most brilliant creatives. Like video 
just graphics. He can draw. He's amazing. And he went out on his own because we were like, you know, you should get out on your own. You should, you, you know, you're yeah. being smashed by these big firms. And he was so distracted by everything other than his actual yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah. He hated it. Yeah. He was like, I'm so, I have no time to create because I'm doing my banking and yeah. stuff. So he went back. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's yay. That's yeah. how it looks different for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Out of everything you do do, so you've You've got the podcast, you write a book, you have your products. What is the most fulfilling? Oh, that's a good question. And sorry, to answer your last question, no, I don't miss it. <laughs> I miss annual leave. Yes. That is the one oh thing God, I miss. Sick days and annual leave. Sick days. Oh, what Get the paid fuck? for a sick day. Um, yeah. Yes, please. I'm calling in sick for <laughs> I miss that security. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that fulfills me the most I think is still the podcast mm. because I think everyone you meet knows something you don't it's and true, I yeah. get an hour to just find what that mm-hmm. is in different people. Yeah. And if you tried to talk to these people outside the context oh of a podcast, you'd just be like, so I'm a stranger. Can yeah. we just chat for an hour? Because you're interesting. Yeah. But tell us about your life. Yeah, be, tell me Be everything. vulnerable, dive yeah. deep. Yeah. you be like, um, bye. Get raw with me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you authentically yeah, exactly. you right now? <laughs> yeah, it allows your, like, your brain because every new person you've never met them before so mm. you're automatically going to learn something new it's true. Yeah. and it's like there's no way to get stagnant there's no like the actual process of recording you might get better at interviewing I do all the editing for mine mm-hmm. so like I learn more stuff that way but the content will always be a new challenge yeah and each person like will be that. a new challenge. Yeah. yeah. And same for you guys. Yeah. Well, I, and I always walk, we say this all the time. I always work, and I just, I always walk away learning something, exactly what you said. But also, I was just sitting here thinking then, not many people, not many of my friends, I mean, we have deep conversations with friends, but even having this conversation now, I was just thinking, I probably like, I can't remember the last time I had like a conversation like this in mm. the outside world at a dinner or a lunch. Like, it's kind of cool. And, Makes you re- think yeah. about life in a different way. Totally. And yeah. they don't usually go for, even if we were out to dinner, we would, because of our relationship, we'd probably talk about the same things. Yeah. But we'd be distracted, like it's purely conversation. Exactly. We'd be like drinking and eating Can't and like. Can't phone here. Yeah, like, yeah. Like all that stuff. Yeah, it's true. Taking photos. We'll be yeah. taking photos. 100%. We'll definitely be taking photos. <laughs> out of all your amazing guests, who have you learned the, the most from <sighs> Like you've had Jay Shetty, you've had um, I can't say his last name Gary Gary V. I'll just yeah, say yeah. Gary V. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? What is his last name? Uh, Vaynerchuk. That's how you okay. say it. Sarah's yeah. had some practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question too. And I think because everyone has taught me something, it makes it even harder. Yeah. But in terms of the most foreign experience. Mm. Um, a couple really stand out. One would be actually one of the most recent, Don Betts. He's a US, a former US senator, oh. but he grew up in the projects in Las Vegas. Get out. So his earliest memory was his mum covering him and his brother from bullets. <gasps> and that was just so normal. Like his childhood was very violent. Uh, he remembers getting jumped when he was like seven or something because he wore a red jumper in a, oh, in a Crips area. No. Just stuff that even in the roughest neighbourhoods in Australia we just don't understand. Wait, what year yeah. would that have been? How old is he? He's, uh, I think he's in his late 40s, early 50s Oh, now. my God, so that's not even that long ago. No, no, like, yeah, like really not that long ago. Oh, my gosh. But even now. I'm so into that. The, yeah, I'm going to download oh, that. so I'm interesting. I'm going to download it for the plane tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, yeah, but like the Bloods and the Crips, uh, it's like oh, hectic, hectic yeah. gang. And he just was like, It's a red t shirt, like, I don't get it. <gasps> and he decided, I think when he was like nine, that he didn't want to be a statistic. His brother ended up passing away, and he was like, I don't want to go down. He didn't, he grew up without a dad. He was like, I don't want to be another one of those numbers. So he joined every school club that was free oh. to keep himself off the street. So he did like taekwondo and like oh double bass and all this random stuff. Got into school council or whatever like the school president club thing is um was like I love leadership I want to be a politician first he wanted to be a lawyer because there was such racism at the time Mm. the first three times he applied to law school he didn't he got knocked back and so he was like well I did politics at uni I'll go into politics became the youngest ever senator in the history of Kansas and like one of only two African-Americans 
Then he came here and met his wife at the Elephant and Wheelbarrow in St Kilda. What? Saw her from across the room and was like, I met my wife. And Australian. Then, wife. Australian. Oh, my God, cute. So he lives here now. Oh. Moved here, um, made her a promise. He ran for Congress. If I get it, we move to America. If I don't, I'll come here and drop politics. And he got into law here, which was like his yay, and was the first African-American to do the JD, which is like post-grad law at Monash. And now he's like a hotshot lawyer. And he's the best. His voice is like this deep, amazing voice and he's just like, we are the masters of our soul and the captains of our destiny. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. This is what I love about podcasting, sorry, but people's stories. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an influencer. It doesn't have to be someone famous. And that's what we're realising. We're like, you know, we say every, we've got, and same with you, Sarah, like we've got so many amazing friends that have done so many amazing things, but there's so many people out there with really cool, inspiring stories. Mm. And I think as podcast hosts, I feel like we need to dive deeper into letting them share their story because they might not ever have the opportunity to sit down with someone and actually share their story from start to finish. Yeah. And there's something about sharing your story. It's very therapeutic yeah. for the person, but it also, there's, always someone out there listening who can resonate it will change yeah, something yeah, in their life or the way they decide something about what they want to do and I feel like when you begin you have to go for bigger names and like get your name out there and also because the story there's a lot of interest already mm. and you can get them to tell parts of the story that they've never told that way before but then as you get a little bit more established in your own mm. like swing of things now I'm like in so enjoying having randoms yeah. on all the time yeah. and finding them as well it's like how do you even find randoms the yeah. reason we all have big names is because that's who you think of and like it's easy yeah, yeah you just know that they've got a cool story because you've already heard it before yeah. do you but, get people but, message you with stories um I've only just started I didn't take submissions uh-huh. for like the first year and a half because it, it was just too overwhelming yeah, I already overwhelming. kind of had a really good list and knew what jobs I wanted to cover. If I didn't know the people, I knew what areas I wanted to have covered. I wanted some, like I had a war zone doctor, I wanted an undercover cop and a paramedic and I was still making my way through that list. And it was only like the end of last year when I sort of said, if you actually hear of someone, please email it. So I have a lot of, I've always had a lot of people submitting stories, but not so much randoms. Like they're Mm. often authors or business owners. They've done something. But now people are, I'm encouraging people to dob each other in. Oh my God, I love that. And be like, nominate your community hero. And you know how we were talking about how you guys are adding a more conversational Mm -hmm. segment. Mine is also starting this year. And I think it comes from us all reflecting Mm -hmm. last year. Um, Similar, more conversational, but it's called Yays of Our Lives. And it's more, it's the segment where you dob in your neighbor is Yayborhood Watch, like Neighborhood Watch. Well, you have to look into your community and find the small. God, that's promoting good and I love that. Oh my God, I know. I'm like, there's so many people are doing amazing things, but they would never submit their own name. So I'm like, dob on your like Good Samaritan neighbors because we want to hear from them. Can I just say, do you realise how amazing your life story is so far? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is. No, but honestly, you were adopted from South Korea? Yeah. At how old? Six months. And then you come to Australia, you brought up like your mum's such a beautiful person. Aww. Yeah, she like, is. <laughs> I love how everyone yeah. knows mum. <laughs> your story is amazing. Oh, Sarah. No, but I'm just like nah, for is. people who might not know that I just about got you. <laughs> like, I'm not cold either. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's such a captivating and inspiring story. And I think that's what makes oh, you a really good host as well. You. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like it does. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like one of the reasons why people don't dob themselves in that uh-huh. often who aren't already running a business and used to the discomfort of like selling yourself yeah. is because you if it's your story, it's normal to you. Mm-hmm. So you just totally underestimate oh that God. it might be interesting to someone else. So yeah. it's like a novelty. Like you guys are the same. You're Everyone like, has a story. Yeah. But you're also like, we run this amazing business and it's sure, it's yeah. a lot of hard work and it's wonderful. And we have like, you know your own own achievements, but because you know it so well, it's not new to mm. you. You're sort of, when people get really funny about it, you're like, I don't get it. Like yeah. it's just what we do. Yeah, it's true. You, we all underestimate our own interestingness yeah, yeah. what is it my language no, but, no. I've something <laughs> less really like about do. 85 times do you ever going back to being adopted do you ever think oh my god I'm so made of it motivated because I have 
being given such a great opportunity. Always. That's, you? that's your yeah. life Always. driver. That is why I think I'm so prone to burnout all the time. Yeah, that would make sense actually. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't think it's conscious because yeah. I don't remember. So when I actually think about it, Korea was a third world country. The sex trade for young women was unbelievable back mm. then. It was the 80s mm. and it was ridiculously poor. Like now it's such a, a developed yeah. tech hub and beauty hub, but it wasn't back then. Mm. And female education and opportunities were just not a thing on the radar. And because I don't consciously have memories of a third world country or adversity or challenge, mm. I, it's so easy for me to forget. Like yeah. I, my family is like privileged country bumpkin, mm-hmm. Australian, Caucasian. It's, it's all I know. Mm. I've had great schooling. Like I don't often consciously think about it, but when I do stop and realise that my subconscious drive must be because I know the sliding doors moment of how yeah. different it could have been. Yeah. That I think from the minute I was conscious of what could have been, I went, oh, my God, I have to make the most of every opportunity mm. because I cannot waste this amazing chance. That's kind of cool, though. It is. It's yeah, really cool. it is cool. And it's interesting that now that whole sliding doors idea that someone else's act, like I didn't choose to be adopted, I didn't yeah. earn it, I didn't do anything for the world to make that happen, mm-hmm. that in any situation in your life, something totally external and unexpected can change everything. So I think I've become fixated on that idea now of generating your own sliding doors moments yeah. that you come to a fork in the road and you you do have two dramatically different choices. Now I'm always like, what's the what's the adoption route? Like yeah, what's the equivalent right. of that? What's the one that I'm always going to look back on and go, I could have just done the, this the easy way mm. or I could have taken the like crazy fucking yeah. weird but exciting amazing way and yeah I, I did a lot of work into why when I burnt out like four times mm. like badly I was like what is wrong with me yeah. like I high achieve at everything else why the fuck can't I high yeah. achieve at my wellness I moved into a wellness <laughs> business god damn it and I do I eat well I do all the exercise yeah. I meditate like what is wrong with me and I think part of my psychology was realising that that is a bit where it comes from. It's yeah, like, makes sense. Not guilt but just like responsibility yeah. for this life. But I think we all have that. Like we all accidentally got mm. born in this amazing couple. Oh. Well, I obviously didn't. I accidentally ended up here yeah. but all of us should have that feeling of like this is it. It's this is life. Especially we're now. Being given, like, COVID has shown Australia yeah. is the best place in the world to exactly. be. Exactly. And that's what we were saying the other day. It's like, yeah, we miss travelling, yes, but fuck, we are so lucky to be Australian mm. and live where we do. Like, totally. so lucky. Unbelievably lucky. Yeah. I'm so glad we're on an island. I'm so glad we're Same. so far away from everyone else. <laughs> Ask us that two years ago. I'm like, oh, my God, fuck this. We have yeah. to travel 14 hours to America. We can't just, like, get a train to, like, Paris. Can like, you imagine walking, like having a walkable border? Like, oh, no. oh, I'm what? so grateful that we're in Ireland. Me island. too. So it's grateful. so weird. No, no. So do you have any other comments? I was going to finish up with our question. I really feel like we could just sit here I know for we hours. Could, Me too. Yeah. I don't even know what time it is. I'm like, have we been three hours yet? I don't know. <laughs> I was just like cautious of how long we've been in here. So I, and we could, we'll just have to do another catch up in a few months. We should do a Joe Rogan life. episode where we have no oh limit. God. Oh yeah. And we just like sit somewhere. We should book a hotel room. Oh my God, we, do you want to do that? Yeah, can we actually do that? that? And can we, can we pre- press record straight away? So yeah. we, we would have got all the just good Just be careful about yes. what name <laughs> drops when. No, no, nah. we can be. Do you know we what we, the pre-recording conversation was basically we love supporting other, other people. Yeah. And, and we, about, yeah, we yeah. Were, yeah. You're right. So, sorry, yeah. it was all good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I got excited because I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that conversation. We have to be in trackies in a hotel room, yep. just Hot press the button, hand. just let it go, and yeah. then like seven actually, hours later we'll be like, so I still got new material. <laughs> Hi. I actually would. I'd be keen to do that. So would I. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see what happens yeah. like over the and course of. And what comes of, out of our mouths. So And have no theme. So it's just yeah. like. I remember that thing where yes. like you just go out and be like, hey, orange. So orange. Let's talk about orange. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good idea. Um, so we always finish the podcast with a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. And um, Sarah, you're going to start because my memory is awful and yeah, I've forgotten them already. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you no, guys don't have the rinder. What's no. the last uh, photo in your phone? No, that's not the first one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's one of them. It's one of- I'm glad I've got notice for that yeah. one because I'm yeah. like, I take a lot of photos, guys. Yeah. What's the most used app on oh, your yeah, phone? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was Ooh. the first one. Oh, I mean, it'd have to be Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It'd have, or that, 
Notes, I use a lot. Do you? A lot. I'm a notes and I I'm share a notes, notes girl. with Tull. Yeah, Ooh, I, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't share mine. They're like deeply personal. No one look at them. It's like my journal. <laughs> it's like my Next journal. Next question was, what's the last photo in your phone? Um, it's a blooper. So I take oh, these things called bloops, which is where I take the photo I want to take and then I take like the ugliest front, like chin selfie or like I'll like roll my pants to the least flattering <laughs> bit where they'll sit. So like all the bits, are just, I breathe out like or I'll drink yeah. a lot of water and then I put them next to each other. And I feel like that has been, of all the things that has helped me have a really good relationship with social media, it's been doing those on a regular basis because it, A, helps you just get over yourself. Yeah, true. And B, when you're a real perfectionist and you want even a photo that doesn't even matter, it's Mm. just like your dog or something, now that there's so many photo editing apps, even just for filters and colours and light, and I love photography as an art, I just got too perfectionist and, Mm. like, nitpicky about the perfect everything. Yeah. And then, of course, we apply that to ourselves and we're so critical and I take, like, 5,000 takes to get, like, the right photo even though they all looked exactly the same. Well, Nick like, would say mm, they looked exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, but you always different see, from each yeah, other. I feel, that too. I feel that. And I felt like it was getting to the point where it was taking up so much time, mm-hmm. unhealthy, just how much I would obsess over it. And I was like, look, if I just put out what I think would be the most horrible photo to ever be seen, then it's out there. And then my bar is like lowered all yeah, the way down true. to the bottom. And then anything's a bonus. Huh. Yeah, I thought of it that way. Hey. So everyone's always like, this is so inspiring. I love that you're so honest. I'm like, actually, it was it's, my own therapy for yeah. me to just stop being so caught up in like angles and, and being perfect and yeah. getting a perfect photo. And yeah, you put them true. next to each other to show like, I can look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mostly look like that, but they're the same person. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. Because a lot of people like, and I do, they think that that photo that you've done, the first photo, like. Would you ever put all... a horrid photo of you up? Yeah, probably. I haven't taken one yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if one existed. No, I'm kidding. I definitely have, guys. I'm, I'm joking. Um, yeah, of course I would. But I just think for followers, and I understand what you're saying because I do this too, you take, and Sarah, you've taken the photos too, you literally take about a hundred photos of one oh. bloody outfit. And I can tell you now, I'll go through them and find something wrong with every single photo. Yeah. But I'll find the you, one that is the most perfect photo. <laughs> the least post- shit. Yeah. But people just I don't look like that like all the time. Do you know what I mean? That was just a really fucking good angle and really great lighting. So I think it's I understand why you do that. Yeah. So for your followers and yourself. And because you engineer it so much. Oh, 100 percent That then you're like, this was not a spontaneous, like no. I this look like that took most an hour. of the time. This took an hour. I waited for the right lighting. An hour. I like pressed everything. Like I'm standing, I'm sucking in, yeah. like I'm not breathing, and I'm like popping one yeah. hip and like it's not achievable. Like yeah. for everyone. Anyway. Um, and what's your favorite way to work out? Ooh, I'm really phasey. I'm sure you guys have noticed. Yeah. Like yeah. we've all been through this phases together. I went through a Bikram phase and I went through a hot yoga phase and like I didn't do any hit. Then I went F45. Mm-hmm. Then I went running like two years ago. I did running for like two years. At the moment, I think anything is a bonus because yeah. last year I just had no. It's hard to home workout. No structure. Oh. And yeah. because I like I'm really motivated by making it a social activity. Mm. It was only out of peer pressure to join someone's live or to help promote their app or like that last year I seriously got by just because I was trying to support other people's like online stuff. Otherwise I wouldn't have done anything. That now, so I've been doing strong. Yes. Which is really different and I think that's why I'm in the phase now because I get not bored but I over stuff. It's yeah, normal. and I, it's not even that I pla- – I definitely don't plateau. I don't do it long enough to plateau. Yeah. <laughs> but I lo- I think because, like, I am not in a routine when I'm not, I need, like, a lot of stimulation mm-hmm. and it's, like, the uh, reformer, which I love already, mm-hmm. but then interspersed with, like, three or four-minute rowing, mm-hmm. like, hardcore rowing cardio. Mm-hmm. And also because I want to work out, like, less if yeah. possible, even though I love how I feel after – if I do that twice a week, I'm cooked. Mm. Really? Yeah. Sarah like you did um strong last week. I did. 
Did you do really? You want it? Yep. How'd you go? Do you want it? Um, do you want it? She's never doing it again. Oh my god, what happened? Don't just say that. I might do it again. I might just do the reform. No, class. we okay, maybe so my technique wasn't great. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> you gotta put your butt right in the yeah. right spot on those little yeah, things. Yeah, that's what the girl I did with yeah. Sarah and she I was like, I'm had I hate rowing, I'm having trouble rowing. Yeah, see, I like, hate rowing. I hate rowing too. And she's yeah. like, You need to sit back a little bit more. And I was like, Have you seen my ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's already over the edge. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. I have a booty. Um, what was the next question? The final question and I think I might know the answer for you Sarah why do you work out oh anxiety like really? it is so mental I thought oh you were gonna say social then oh well yeah so social no, for sure social for sure I always have a workout buddy I I used to be really self-driven and would go alone yeah but I also think I used to do that when it was much more visual based yeah. like when you know or when we're younger our whole workout is like how do I look like yeah. do I Let's have abs this studio yeah. yeah yeah and I think then I was more able to go by myself because I was like I have I to like I've eaten this this week mm. and blah 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 but now it's definitely anxiety management yeah and like getting the stress release and like blood pumping when you otherwise sit down like you guys know mm. podcasting is all sitting down mm-hmm. editing I'm producing like five other shows at the moment so mm-hmm. I'm literally sitting either recording the show or editing the show all week mm-hmm. and uh, it gets me up it gets it's so good for your mind um and I think I probably now work out more mentally before I think about physically yeah yeah, I think every single person we've asked. It's been mental. Yeah, this year mm. that was our, we had a, another question last year and then we're like, let's do five different questions and every single, what are you looking at that for? No, it's always, like, oh. like we ask because we also run an active No, I know, no, I know. <laughs> Which I'm wearing right yeah. now. It is my favourite oh, to work out Oh, that was the other in. question. You missed one. What? what do, what's the first word that you think of when someone says Tallyloo? Oh, um, active. Okay. Yeah. We just had to drop that one. Oh, yeah. Head to www.tailor.com. <laughs> Use my code word. I have a couple of words actually though. I would say community mm-hmm. because we've been a little community for like True. how many years now? Seven. Yeah. Nearly eight. And I'd also say innovative because I feel yeah. like everything that I've ever worn of Tally Lou is something that I would never have worn until oh, you I made love it. That. Yeah. Oh my like God, I that's never really would have worn colour ever. Yeah. I was always really black and plain and no panelling and no anything. And then Tully Lou comes in. And then the panties yeah. came in and yeah. that Tully Lou Pana pant, like the very OG, was the first ever any any pattern, any panel, any colour. And then yeah. I just got more and more insane Love as that. the collections yeah. went on because yeah. I was like, it helps you. It really helped, I think, a lot of us in that journey go like feel more comfortable yeah. and confident in colours and in panels and in shapes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and different like different even the straps, like yep. the crisscrosses and the halter. Like oh, you had a halter crop stuff. before we yeah. ever had seen one in activewear. Yeah. True. Like seven years ago. Yeah. And it's evolved. OG, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, and it's evolved. You guys yeah. have evolved as well. Like the collections evolved, mm. all of our friendships have evolved, mm. our bodies 100%. have evolved. Business and- has evolved. Like, yeah. And that was why we wanted to start this podcast because it was kind of an extension of Tullyloo. Maybe that was our pivoting. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was you innovating again. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on. I actually really enjoyed that conversation. Oh, really? Me too. Thank yeah. you, Sam. Yeah. Love like, you. I don't want to finish. I know. Can we keep going? going? Well, we'll have our little um, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah. And everyone that's listening, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. episode was brought to you by our friends at bangingbody.com. Don't forget, if you want a cheeky discount, use our code CURIOUS10 at checkout. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.